Welcome to the Lead with Levity podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful and amazing morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're checking in. I am just so glad that you're here with me. My name is Dr. Heather Walker, and I'm the host of this podcast. And you know what? I have a quick question for you. Have you ever been in a situation where you woke up one day and you just thought, oh man, this is going to be a rough day. You rolled over, you picked up your phone, and you opened up your email or you went to Google, (laughs) you checked out the news, and everything looked just like, ugh, ugh. And then you got up and everything that happened after that was just bad. It's just bad and icky. And by the end of the day, you thought, man, I shouldn't have even gotten out of bed today. Why did I do that to myself? This was a rough day. Well, my friend, if you've ever had a day like that, then you, you understand the concept of confirmation bias, right? And you understand how powerful our minds are. And that's something that we're going to dive into today. We're going to dive into the power of our minds to make or break our day, make or break our lives, and to help us overcome challenges, obstacles, and fears that we have. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Actually, my hope, my hope is to really, really, really dive into just how can we support you this year? And and how can we help you overcome the fear of, of social anxiety, the fear of feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm an imposter in this situation in front of these individuals, the fear of, you know, not, not getting everything done. Oh my goodness, that is a fear too, right? For those of us who love our checklists, it has, it's getting harder and harder to check everything off of the checklist <laughs> before five o'clock. Am I right? especially when you have back-to-back-to-back meetings and then you have to spend nighttime or after hours, weekends, working and getting the things done that you talked about in all of those meetings. So the struggle is real and I I know, I know the struggle is real. And so my, my hope this year is to spend some time diving into different resources and tools to help us think about, oh, how can we, how can we live our best lives? How can we live our best lives and, and be our best selves so that we can help others as well? Today, I am speaking to Dutch Martin. Dutch is a colleague of mine with the, and, and I met him through the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Dutch is a comedian, and he is he is truly a comedian. He is he's wonderful. He also is a former U.S. diplomat, and really just amazing. You are going to absolutely love Dutch. He's overcome so much in his life, and he's going to share with us some strategies that have helped him. Really, it's more of a mindset shift that has helped him, and that can also help us to do the same. So stick around, stay tuned for a quick highlight, and then we'll get into the full conversation. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak peek, sneak peek. 
you when you focus on something that you are obsessed about and that you have a burning desire, as Napoleon Hill wrote in his book, Thinking Grow Rich, that's when your reticular activating system tunes into that frequency out in the world so that whenever you come across that thing that you want, as soon as you see it, as soon as it comes up on television, in every aspect of your life, that's basically the universe's way of telling you, yes, this is for you. As long as you're willing to put in the work and keep moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other, you will have this. It is meant for you. And now on with the show. When you're feeling the pressure, take a moment to step back, pick up your marbles and choose to lead with levity. Join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. Welcome back to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker. And if you're looking for ways to bring fun, psychological safety and support to your workplace, then you are in the right place, my friend. Today, I am talking to an amazing, amazing comedian, real estate agent, yoga instructor, NLP, that is Neuro Linguistic Programming and Hypnosis Practitioner, and former U.S. diplomat. And no, no, that is not six different people. That is all wrapped into one person, y'all. One person who is amazing, an amazing friend. His name is Dutch Martin. Dutch, how are you today? Heather, I'm doing phenomenally today. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I'm well. I'm well, especially considering all of the the weather that we've been having. I think we lost half the trees in Texas. I had to go on Google and and I started to Google, wait, wait, wait. What happens when you lose all of the trees? Does that have any effect? You know, kind of like when all the bees go away. It's like the apocalypse is soon going to follow after that. So I I look to see and apparently nothing happens. Nature is prepared for trees to just disappear. And, you know, trees are like, trees are like hair. They grow back. Ooh, ooh, that's good. That's good. All right, trees are like hair. They grow back. (laughs) So Dutch, one thing that I am really, really interested in honing in on this year is this concept of social anxiety and, and really helping people overcome some of that. Because we've all sort of gotten used to sitting at home, doing things online, shopping online, communicating online, meeting online, working online. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, there are some, some, there's some anxiety. There's some people who are, are kind of rough around the edges. Some people have really gotten used to not communicating with others, but they want to. So I really, really want to dedicate this year to helping people overcome some of their fears. And one of those fears is connecting with others. And I thought of you because I know that you've been doing a lot of work in this area to help people overcome their fears, to become the best versions of themselves. And I'm I'm truly, truly excited, excited to have this conversation with you because of that. Well, thank you, Heather. As you and I both know, from 2020 to about 2022, the world was plunged into a time period that I like to call 
a bad Alfred Hitchcock movie turned Netflix miniseries. And mm. now we are suffering from, although it's now 2023, I think we're still having a bit of a COVID hangover. Yeah. To the, in in the sense that it's a new normal. You know, it's a new world. It's a new normal. It's a new paradigm. And a lot of people don't really know how to handle it or what their place is in this new world. Yes, it can be scary. It's it's very intimidating. At the same time, one can see it as a great opportunity to change course or to really mm. re-examine the things in your life that are truly important. I'll give you an example. You know, during that, that horrible period where we turned on the news and we saw one negative story after another about COVID fatalities and, and oh, yeah. political unrest and all of the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to remind myself every single day that despite all the craziness going out into the world, there are things in my life that I am grateful for. Number one, I am grateful for my health. Yes, I got sick. Oh, yeah. I got COVID, bronchitis, you name it. And it was rough. I got over all of that. Secondly, I'm grateful that my family, my wife and son are healthy. Third, I am grateful that we have a roof over our heads. Or we have a home. Fourth, I'm grateful that I, despite this crazy time, I have always been gainfully employed and, and, and able to pay the bills. So mm. when you start to list the things that you are grateful for, it builds a level of resilience and it really enables you to face the challenges that life will inevitably throw at you with a little bit more grace, a little bit more self-confidence, and a lot more faith in yourself. Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. And I'm really curious, you know, you've been working with people to help them <clears throat> sort of overcome different obstacles that they're facing and challenges and really replacing one challenge with, you know, okay, this might be a challenge that you have. What do you want to replace that with? What trends are you seeing? What kinds of requests are people asking for right now? And I don't mean that in like, tell me, you know, confidential. Sure, sure, sure. But like, <laughs> I, I get that. Well, what I've learned is that as, as a yoga instructor and now as an NLP and hypnosis practitioner who has worked with clients, number one, we don't know what people are going through. When people come into the yoga studio where I teach, when they come into my room where I'm teaching my class, my attitude is that, you know what, whatever it is that you are going through, my goal at the end of this class is to give you some tools that you can use to make your journey that much easier. And by making it that much easier, I want to make you stronger, more resilient. As a yoga instructor, I've always said, I may not be able to teach you how to put your foot behind your head, but I can use my voice to help you tap into something deep inside of you that you might not have known you had, an inner strength an inner power, an inner source of energy that will enable you to keep moving forward in life. And that's the wonderful thing about yoga, it, it, because it really helps us just quiet out the noise in the outside world, as well as quiet out the noise that's in our head and really focus mm -hmm. inward and find that safe space deep within our subconscious mind and deep within our heart. And then once we find that safe space, we can look at our lives and our circumstances much more objectively in a much 
clearer fashion. And then we realize, you know what? It's not that bad. I can get through this. Wait a second. Dutch, are you telling me that yoga does all of that? Oh, absolutely. My good. Let me tell you, as a middle-aged African-American male, my yoga practice opens me up in ways a police cavity search never could. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, man. In all seriousness, when it comes to yoga, see, my yoga practice was the catalyst because during nine months of yoga teacher training from 2014 to 2015, I had to release some demons that I had locked in this prison in my subconscious mind from past childhood traumas and things of that nature. I had locked it away for many, many years. And going through yoga teacher training and exercises and mindfulness gave me the courage to unlock that door and let those demons out and be okay with it. Next, interest in learning more about how the mind works, but more specifically, how we can harness the power of our subconscious mind so that we can rewrite the stories we tell ourselves. Okay, we are so hard on ourselves. We don't give ourselves enough credit. We're so type A, even to ourselves, we're quicker to give someone else a kind word or a pat on the back, but we won't do the same for ourselves. And we need that just as much as everyone else does. And learning about how the mind works and through neuro-linguistic programming and, and hypnosis. And when I first started studying these disciplines, I had my own stuff that I wanted to get right. Because as a husband and father and family man, I said, if I'm going to be the best husband, father, and family man that I can be, then yeah, these, these little demons I'm dealing with, I got to finally deal with these things and then let them go. And I discovered so many amazing things through NLP and hypnosis and auto-hypnosis to the point where through daily practice, I've been able to pretty much exercise those demons in my own life and from my own past and make peace with it. And then I said, you know what? Maybe I can help other people who are dealing with things like this because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are dealing with the the same types of negative voices of self-doubt, of insecurity, of not feeling good enough, not feeling pretty enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it all stems from our childhoods. So I am intrigued and I've you can't see my face right now, but I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, I've got this scrunched up looking face and I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm intrigued. Is it possible for us to give the listeners some kind of a taste of what this looks like? Because you're making some really bold claims. And one thing that we love to do on this podcast is, is provide some practical tips and suggestions and things like that, something that, that they can try. So I'm just wondering, you know, for those who aren't, aren't familiar with NLP, maybe first of all, what is NLP? And... Yeah, because I'm sure some people are probably listening to this going, wait a second, like, what is this woo-woo that Dutch is talking about? What does this mean? <laughs> Neuro-linguistic program. Let's break that down. Neuro meaning of the brain, linguistic language, programming, self-explanatory. Basically, what is NLP? How it can be summarized is some call it a pseudoscientific approach. I don't necessarily call it pseudoscientific. It's basically an approach to communication, personal development with a little bit of psychotherapy. It was created in the late 1970s by University of California researchers, Dr. Richard Bandler and John Grinder. 
And they had studied, they were studying psychotherapists who were achieving great results with their patients. And one of the hypnotherapists that they studied extensively was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Milton Erickson. He was a psychiatrist in the early part of the 20th century, and he was basically known as one of the greatest hypnotherapists of his generation. So they studied the language patterns that he used with his patients and how he used language to enable them to bypass all the noise in their conscious mind, go deep within their subconscious mind, and that's where they finally found the answers to whatever it is that was bedeviling them, that was causing them strife, emotional turmoil, that was holding them back. And so they studied these language patterns of Dr. Erickson, and then they created what's called neuro-linguistic programming to where we can basically, it's basically how we see the world. We all see the world based upon our life experiences. The great thing about neuro-linguistic programming is that it enables us to see the world through a different lens, a different lens. I'll give an example. Oh, and this, this is a perfect example. I was having a discussion with the realtor who hired me. His name is Glenn, great guy, who coincidentally has written books on NLP, and he himself has even trained with Dr. Richard Bandler, which was a huge coincidence. And I was telling them, I said, you know, Glenn, yeah, I got this day job. I got the nine to five, but I'm just a little frustrated. I want to move, move away from the nine to five and really get my real estate business off the ground, so on and so forth. And then he said, you know, Dutch, are you religious? I said, I grew up in the Black Baptist Church, but you can hit me with whatever. So okay. he said, here's what you do. And I'm paraphrasing what he told me. He says, you know, every morning or any time during the day, I recommend that you just sit and you basically focus on the thing that you want to achieve. Like, in, like for example, in real estate, we've already put a plan in place. We want you to end up selling 10 houses at least in 2023. So find that time and just focus on that goal of closing on 20 properties in 2023 and tell yourself that as if you've already done it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing the metaphysical power that we have when we say thank you, when we say the words thank you for something that may not necessarily have happened. Like, for example, when your husband does something nice for you or your, your spouse does something nice for you, you say thank you. Mm -hmm. But when you sit in a quiet meditative state and you utter the words thank you to the universe for something that may not necessarily have happened yet, but something that you desire to have come into your life, a funny thing happens. The universe, infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it, it brings that thing closer to you. Because you, when you say thank you, it means you already have faith that what you want is going to happen. And you're giving thanks beforehand. Of course, you have to make the necessary, take the necessary steps and put in the work. But what Glenn told me, he says, Dutch, I promise you, if you do this every day, amazing things will happen. You'll get leads coming in. Somebody will call you and say, hey, Dutch, I'm interested in selling a house. Or, hey, I'm interested in buying a house, so on and so forth. And I said, you know what, Glenn? You're talking about the law of attraction, something that I have believed in for years. And I don't know why I didn't think of that. I look back on my life and that whenever I sat down and really 
applied the law of attraction with the goal of achieving certain professional goals, it worked. Like years ago when I was unemployed, this is during the recession, I would, I would sit down every morning and I would say, thank the universe. I am thankful for, I am grateful for, I am thankful that I have a full-time job as a contract specialist. That's my background making X thousands of dollars. I will say this over and over and over and over again every single day. And I did this number one, to get into that right mindset, to get my mind right. And secondly, to stave off all the negativity that was entering my head, you know, the the self-doubt, the fear, so on and so forth. And so I did that every day to counteract all that negativity until ultimately I ended up not only getting a job as a contract specialist, but they they started me off at a salary that was $20,000 greater than my last job. <laughs> so it works. And my good friend Glenn reminded me that, hey, you know what? Get back on your law of attraction practice, bro. Because it worked in the past. It'll work again. You know, there's some interesting phenomena when it comes to the mind. So one experiment that you've probably gone through at some point is... Have you, have you heard, have you been in a class or something like that where someone says, don't think about a white bear. And then all you can think about is a white bear. Absolutely. Or, you know, you're not thinking about a certain kind of car until you buy it. You buy this car and now everywhere you see, you see that same make and model everywhere on the road. And what's interesting to me is, you know, before I learned and heard about neuro-linguistic programming, it sounded, it sounded a little bit like woo-woo, but, but at the same time, I want to just take a moment to speak to people who think, oh, you, you want to program me? <laughs> You're being programmed constantly, all the time. Our, our minds are, are running, run, they're running scripts. And the question is, what kind of script are you running? What are you reinforcing? And if you've got those messages going on that I'm not good enough, I shouldn't say anything, what I'm saying is, you know, they're going to be critiquing it. It's not good enough. You're constantly reinforcing those messages. And and your mind is saying, okay, I'll accept that and I will give you more of that. And I will make that grow. What you think about will grow, whether it's positive or negative. So that's something that, that was really powerful to me when I started thinking about neuro-linguistic programming and trying to connect it with other experiences that I've had. It's a powerful thing. And you, you mentioned something really interesting. There is a system in the brain called the reticular activating system, the RAS. And mm-hmm. to put it in layman's terms, when you set a goal, And when you know deep within your heart that this is a goal that you want, that it's a burning desire and that the universe says, yes, this is what I want for you in your future. Your mind is tuned onto that particular frequency. And from that moment on, you turn on the TV, you go outside to check the mail, you take your daughter to school or you, I take my son to the bus stop you will see instances of that thing that you want to achieve. Your reticular activating system will be so tuned into that frequency that you will notice everything connected to the goal you want to achieve. I will give you a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Last year, I decided, I said, you know what? I need to learn how to sell. I've got all these skills. 
but I need to learn how to sell. And I said, well, years ago, I had my real estate license. It just didn't work out. I said, if, if I'm going to learn how to sell something, then here in the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area, the best thing to learn how to sell is real estate. And as soon as I uttered those words out of my mouth and they went up into the ether, next thing I know, I start getting emails that a particular real estate brokerage <laughs> is hiring. This brokerage is hiring. They will pay for me to take my online course to get my real estate license. They're having an open <laughs> house. They're having a meet and greet. It's like, as soon as I said that, my RAS, my reticular activating system, just went haywire and it was like bam there it is and before mm -hmm. long i earned my real estate license and not only right. that but i'm now you know with a phenomenal real estate team this husband and wife team of very successful realtors property managers real estate investors etc mm. and it's like oh my god <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's a powerful thing because it really is. When you, when you focus on something that you are obsessed about and that you have a burning desire, as Napoleon Hill wrote in his book, Thinking Grow Rich, that's when your reticular activating system tunes into that frequency out in the world so that whenever you come across that thing that you want, as soon as you see it, as soon as it comes on television, in every aspect of your life, that's basically the universe's way of telling you, yes, this is for you. As long as you're willing to put in the work and keep moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other, you will have this. It is meant for you. You know what? There, There's something called confirmation bias. And this reminds me of, of that. You know, I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots for people who need the psychology of it or the <laughs> like, really, wait, wait, how does this work? How does this work? Yes, your mind is tuned into that. And, and now you're, if you say, yes, I, I think I can do this. Yes, I want to do this. Then you're going to be more open to those opportunities. You're going to be more open to those experiences. You're going to be looking for those things on Google. Your, your behavior, everything is going to sort of start to line up with that. And people are going to take notice of that, right? So, and then of course, the outcomes that you get will confirm what you are looking for. So everything that you are looking for, that's where the universe, as you call it, is going to be shining that back at you. Indeed. And and one of the yeah. one of the great lessons I've learned in this whole process is the importance of patience, being patient. Having to remind myself that I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I'm moving forward. I'm doing all the right things. I'm making all the right decisions. Everything will happen when and how it should. I just need to be patient. Ooh, so that is so good. So last words, what I'm hearing is we've got to be grateful. We've got to be patient and we've got to be open, right? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Open. Thank you. And don't be afraid to feel that fear. That fear can, that fear is letting you know that you are about to embark on uncharted territory but once you get to the other side, that's where the growth happens. That's when the change happens. That's where the magic happens. So you can feel that fear, embrace it, and keep pushing forward. Do you have a tip for how to sit with your fear? Because you know how uncomfortable that can be. Yes. Here's what I do. I'm a morning person. So 
when the world is asleep, I like to sit down on my sofa. I have my little earbuds in playing some YouTube video that has like meditation music. And I will focus on, I will list in my mind. I will either say the words out loud or say them in my own mind. Everything that I am grateful for. I am grateful for my health. I am grateful for my wife. I am grateful for my son. I'm grateful for the home we live in. Grateful for the car we drive. When you start listing things that you are grateful for, no matter how small, no matter how quote-unquote insignificant, that builds momentum in your subconscious mind. And that sends a message to the universe that, hey, this person, that you are worthy of achieving your goals in life because nothing new or good can happen in our lives until we are grateful for what we already have. Mm. Once I learned that, mm-hmm. it was a game changer. It's very true. It sounds like what really, but if you're not grateful, it doesn't matter what comes into your life. You could you could get some money today and you won't be happy. It won't be enough. Exactly. It will never be enough. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you start when you start mentioning, telling yourself and reminding yourself and affirming gratitude, not only affirming the gratitude for what you already have, but be grateful for the things that you want so that they can be drawn towards you. You put yourself in that mindset. When you make that a daily practice, that's when you can change the frequency of your subconscious mind. And that's when magic really starts to happen in your life. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dutch. You've really blessed us today. I appreciate you. And if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? My website is thedutchmartin.com. Thedutchmartin.com. I'm also on LinkedIn at a Dutch Martin. And I'll leave one of my favorite philosophical sayings for you and your podcast audience. The man who sleeps on the floor shall never fall out of bed. You know, I started to write that down. I'm so upset. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Dutch. Have a great day. Thank you, Heather. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, check us out at leadwithlevity.com.